Welcome to Side Talks. Podcast time. That's We're, right. We are here. We talk about movies. We are incredibly serious about it. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, we're well informed. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah, you know what? Yeah, we are You well tune informed. into us for the hard-hitting facts. We deliver nothing but facts. Really dry, boring facts that will help you be a better person about movies. Yeah, and uh, nothing else. That's it. We really don't That's have anything it. else to offer. I don't do things like talk about Harvey Keitel's DMB. <laughs> um, Revelator <laughs> Coffee is our sponsor. Thank you so much. That is really a testament to them that they follow lines like what I just said. So yeah. we appreciate them so much. But um, let's get talking about the movies like we promised. All right. I- I'm down. Let's talk let's about go. some movies. What's this shit? So light. So kind. That's like the um, the Delilah version of oh, what's Del- the shit? Delilah. Yeah. Love someone tonight. Um, I am my my voice is giving out on me, so I'm not even going to try to push. Oh, it I know. I started teaching again today for the yeah. second semester, yeah. and my voice has been shot. It's been bad. So yeah. um, I'm just going to spare you of that. Okay. Um, and we'll yeah we'll go the Delilah route, which oh, oh Delilah, uh, we'll come back to her at some in some future podcasts. I'm not done with her yet. All right. But here's the thing. The film I'm watching, and I truly have not seen this thing. I am dropped right in the dead center of it. And uh, there's a plane. Okay. And on this plane, there are people talking with headsets. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I look, and oh, it's, it's not just a plane. It's a plane with another plane below it. It's sort of a little tiny plane at the bottom of a big old plane. Okay. Is there is there some sort of like connective... Like ladder type situation yep. from the smaller plane to the larger plane. I think so. People are trying to crawl from the smaller plane to the larger plane. Yes, and they are using the Final Cut Pro earthquake effect like nobody's business. Like that thing got its like whoever programmed that effect, that filter, got its money worth money's worth on this production. How many Steven Seagal's are in this movie? There's a Steven Seagal in it. So you this is executive right decision. You're exactly because right. Because Steven Seagal is about to die. At the very beginning of this movie, and this blew ten-year-old Corey Kraft's mind oh, wow. when I saw this on yeah, VHS. Corey, you really got because I was that like, was quick. I was like, I'm I'm down for a movie with Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. And Steven Seagal was just like, Yeah, I'll be in your movie for like twenty minutes, and then peace. I'm going to Janet Lee this motherfucker Love and it. fall to my death. Uh, I don't remember anything else about executive. Well, I'm decision. glad that I landed on this particular scene then, and and. Kurt Russell's dressed in in uh, regular people clothes. Yep, and has on some really lovely cuff cufflinks. I noticed. D- does he have uh, glasses? He does. He, he's got to have glasses he so he can be the uh, intellectual alternative. He, he's smart to Steven Seagal. He's smart. And here's the funny little side note about this film. Uh-huh. Part of the reason why I went out there, and again, I wasn't at the Cardia Cinema this time. As you know, that's defunct now. Yes. So I've got to go find this on my own. It came to mind because. As you are aware, and I've talked about probably too many times, my girlfriend and I have been – am I saying that right? I is that English teacher? Is that right? Yeah, that's I, correct. My girlfriend and I have been collecting VHS tapes. Uh-huh. And um, executive decision has come up in that in that lot. Of course. And here's the thing. A lot of what we buy, she's like, I can't wait to see this. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to see it. Or I've already seen it. I can't possibly watch it again. So her way of librarying this, all this, putting it and, and, and shelving it in the stacks, so to speak is to put a poison sticker on anything <laughs> that I refuse to watch. And so she'll watch those alone. Uh-huh. And so there's a big pack of poison stickers, and Executive Decision has a poison sticker on Oh, it. come on. Well, here's the thing. Uh-huh. So we're planning a trip to New York, and she was so excited to show me that they are playing Executive Decision at the Metrograph. <gasps> and she... 
I'm oh, telling you, I have shit. not heard the end of this, y'all. I have not heard the end of this. She thinks that that is like she just hit it out of the park. She's like, this is the movie that you made me put a poison sticker on, and it's playing at the Metrograph. And I haven't. I'm going to hear about this every day from here forward. Are you going to go see it at the Metrograph? You know, he, they're also playing Escape from L.A. And I have asked to see that instead. Uh, so I don't know if it's playing while we're there. I, yeah. I think she might just come across it in that search. But she's proud of herself. Are they doing a Kurt Russell thing? You know, that's what I asked, too. And it seems like they're doing just a two-off. And it's those two. And it's those two. Which yeah, I thought okay, was interesting. Sure. I mean, those got, two actually kind of make sense yeah, together. It's a right? mid-90s, like mid Kurt to late Russell, 90s yeah. Kurt Russell thing. Yeah, I yeah. would... I would go see both of those yeah. movies. And I, I mean, here's where I'll give her some credit. I actually might go see Executive Decision at the Metrograph. Yeah. I just don't, I don't want to see that. It, I don't want to, I really, that would be the only circumstance I'm really excited to see it in. I'll put it that way. Well, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't watch it. I'm just, that's the only, that's really the only place I'm, I would be excited to see it. Well, I liked it when I was 10. That's about all I can Corey tell you about it. Corey liked it when he was um, 10. I don't remember anything about it. Corey liked everything when he was 10. Corey likes everything now. Are you kidding that me? Too. That Come on. That too. Um, I just like movies, okay? I'm just happy to, to, Did to watch movies. you program that at the Metrograph? Well, listen. Um, no, but um, whoever did is a gentleman and a scholar. I did notice they also had a Christina Ricci series going, and they were playing Casper. Oh, um, so talk, hey, Bill Pullman, that former episode. That bode well for that poison sticker. Um, have you seen Casper? This is unrelated. I actually haven't seen Casper, uh, so maybe I shouldn't say anything. You should see Casper, okay. and we should talk okay, about it okay. on a future podcast Let's because it. it is something else. Let's do it. Oh, uh, boy. To be, to be discussed. All right. Anyway, yep. That's And I, I'm going to point out. You got what's the shit, and these are my notes, uh-huh. and you got it like here. So hey, I, that's impressive. You know what? I know my mid '90s action schlock. I mean, I literally said big plane with a little plane below it, and you started asking about ladders and shit. And Steven Seagal's that too. <laughs> you win. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of uh, <laughs> Echo Foxtrot. Man, that's weird. Hey. Hey. Man, that's weird. Oh, all right. That's our, that's our, mm, I, I can't say new segment anymore, really. We've been doing it for I mean, a couple months It's now. been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, and so we had, we talked recently about uh, the wonderful Bill Pullman. That's right. And we talked about Lost Highway. That's right. And so I thought for this segment of Man, That's Weird, I would point out a film that's already just alone talking about it's weird, which is Lost Highway. Yep. And I don't call many films weird. This, this is, is a, a weird This is a weird film. film. It's a weird, it's a strange one. Uh, I do love it. I do too. It's a tough one. And it's a strange one. Uh-huh. So here are some facts that you may already know, and you tell me whether or not you know them. Okay. Uh, but they are interesting, if not strange facts, weird, if you would. And one of them is that, according to, of course, writer, co-writer, I think, and director, David Lynch, the first scene in Lost Highway is actually based on something that actually happened to him. Did you know about this? No. Apparently, he was at home and one morning and it's, I guess his buzzer, there was some, there's some sort of buzzer on his house where you would ring and you could actually hear people talk uh-huh. and, and they spoke and said uh, something along the lines of uh, Dick Laurent is dead uh-huh. into the intercom. And by the time Lynch got to the window and looked out, it, they were gone. You know, that sounds like the sort of shit that would happen to David right, Lynch. Right. Now, do we believe it? Because I kind of believe it. I kind of believe it I actually it believe it. I don't think that David Lynch is one to Welsh. No. I really don't. No. Um, so anyway, that's one That's one kind of little fun fact. Um, also, did you know this? Siskel and Ebert did what to this film? Guess what? 
Two thumbs two down. Two thumbs down. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, which David Lynch then had a poster issued that, that put that review yep. up there and said, two more reasons to see Lost Highway. Yep. I, I did know that. I, I think that's really, really funny. Which I really love that. In, in darker news here, of course, you know where I'm about to go with this. Uh, I think you're going to Robert Blake territory. I am, but first I'm going to tell you that, did you know that in 2002, David Lynch, you know, he he's a big believer in, and obviously in surrealism, the subconscious meditation. Mm -hmm. And he said that he had come to realize that the subconscious inspiration for Lost Highway was the, uh, was the OJ trial. Yeah, I, I did know that. Um, he talks about that, I think, in a book of interviews I have called Lynch on Lynch, yeah. uh, where he reflects on, yeah. on the making of all of his films. And so I'll let you take it from there, because then there's another interesting kind of strange, weird connection between this sort of murderer of a uh, wife murderer and uh, and the film itself. Well, that's is, what the film is about, right? right? Wife murdering. And then it turns out one of its uh, co-stars, Robert Blake, went on to do just that, as you may know. Uh, he shows up, of course, as I forget what the character's called in the script. I actually think they just call him Mystery Man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mystery Man, uh, terrifying scene. We've We've talked about it, I think, a couple times on the podcast. And, and he looks terrifying. He looks he is, super scary. Everything about it is eerie. Um, call me. I'm at your house uh, right now. Chilling um, scene. It's super scary. And then it turns out it was scary for multiple reasons because then Robert Blake turned out to be a murderer. And when you – I think the thing about it is you kind of have to – that's a – you know, clearly that connection is – is odd and out there and a little chilling. But when you see the scene, if you haven't seen the yeah. scene, that is, that's where it really hits home because man, oh man, um, guess who I wouldn't want to be in a room alone with. No way. Um, a couple other things about this. Uh, the making of Lost Highway was subject of a really great long form uh, piece, I think, in Premier Magazine written by David Foster Wallace. Wow. Um, and it's one of the better sort of behind the scenes. Very cool. Um, explorations of, of filmmaking that I've read. Uh, so check that out. Um, also, this was Richard Pryor's last film. Yeah. Um, he, he doesn't seem well. He doesn't film, seem well, uh, unfortunately. But but it's nice that he he gets one little last yeah, uh, time sure. to to show up, um, and oh, the soundtrack of this thing. Um, talk about an influential, very mid '90s sort oh, of, for sure. um, largely metal soundtrack. Yeah. Um, you got Rammstein on there. You've got a lot of Marilyn Manson. Yep, and Marilyn um, Manson's in the film, right? Yeah, and then uh, some of that dark. Uh, mid '90s Bowie, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, influential soundtrack, really, really. I think misunderstood film, or it was misunderstood well, at the time. And I think then it's I easy think to it's, misunderstand it. I, you know, it's like it's like Firewalk with me, right? Like years, the years have been kind to it. Yeah, um, it's still. It, I mean, it's you know, it's a. It's I a, love this film. It's this a brutal, kind of ugly movie. Um, co-written, I believe, isn't it co-written by the guy who wrote uh, Wild at Heart? Or co-wrote Wild at Heart, so. so it's got a lot in common with that. Not it, Wild at Heart is more fantastical. This is a little bit more gritty. If you're um, looking for a nice, really easy to follow narrative, no, no this, this is, is not, not for you. Um, in in some ways, it feels like a bridge between Wild at Heart and Twin Peaks, and then Mulholland Drive because it yeah. it kind of has a Mulholland Drive ish structure, kind of a Mobius strip structure, but it does have sort of the more gritty sort of. Uh, 90s anger, I For suppose, sure. that, that Lynch's uh, previous films have. So sure. really good movie, really um, worth checking out if you haven't. And that's just a few little notes about it, too, by the way. There's a lot out there. Oh, yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personal cinematic Morgan and Morgan. Morgan and Morgan? The law offices of. Oh, my God. Of course. And, you know, they're the ones. They're my most famous favorite attorneys in town. I don't go Shannara, actually. I don't even go Alabama Hammer. I go Morgan and Morgan because they're the ones who said, tried to sue the Eclipse. They did? Mm-hmm. They What's were like, did you look directly into the Eclipse? Call us. Who were they going to? Which is one of my favorite. I don't know. I don't know, Corey. I don't know. They're going to sue NASA? Like, I, I don't know. Astronomy? In general, yeah, as a they, concept? They're going to they're, they're <laughs> sue the sky. But yeah, did you look directly into the sun? Call us. You may be entitled for compensation. <laughs> also, uh, did you wow. look directly into the sun? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're overpopulated. God. <laughs> Sorry, I said it. I said it. Uh, thanks to Revelator Coffee. <laughs> Thank you to you, the listener. Uh, thanks to Batwell Studios, of course, for producing and sponsoring this show, putting this together week in, week out. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but thank you for not staring directly at the eclipse. We're the only podcast around where you'll hear about the eclipse, lawsuits related to the eclipse, and Harvey Keitel's B and D. I mean, we didn't talk about Harvey Keitel's oh, penis right. in this I'm episode. Sorry. That was we the previous about episode. Fred Ward's. Well, that was also the previous episode. <laughs> uh, it's been kind of a two-parter. Um, <laughs> we ended the last episode on a cliffhanger, and then we've followed up on it Just in this saying. episode. It was um, mentioned. Just saying, Corey. Social I think media. That still stands. <laughs> Uh, I still disagree. Um, at Sidewalk Film on social media or SidewalkFest.com uh, where you can find showtimes for the Sidewalk Cinema. We're showing some great stuff. Come out and see Joel Cohen's The Tragedy of Macbeth. As of this recording, I have not seen it. It is, needless to say, wildly anticipated. Uh, The Coens, my favorite filmmakers, Joel Cohen working by himself for the first time, adapting mm, Shakespeare, and I'm an English teacher, and I just started teaching Shakespeare today. So he made this film for you. He kind of did make this film for me. Made it for you. At the end, it says, for Corey. (laughs) It's in a a nice little... You know, Helvetica. I would be so delighted if that were the case. Just like, hey, hey, Corey. Hey, we see. Actually, he did it. He did a little wink and did Futura. Oh, man. Poor Corey. (laughs) Oh, I can't. If you've listened this long, we love you. Yes, and thank you for listening. Come back and listen to another episode next time, won't you? I Um, promise not to talk about Fred Ward's dick again. I would not make that promise. No, I'm not. not. I'm not going to do it. This is the last time you'll hear me talk about Fred Ward's I don't know if that's true. Last time? Uh, We'll see. It's like a a swear jar. We're going to have a swear jar just for every time I talk about Fred Ward's dick. I put a dollar in it. (laughs) Girl, bye. Boutwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.